This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Friday the 3rd of February. Well, Flux fam, next week, yes, we're back to bite-sized business news. But this week, we've been doing our Flux Summer Slices. In these episodes, Brett and I are doing bite-sized explorations into the most interesting industries, businesses, and economic events in Australia and around the world. For today's episode, we are having a slice of Australia's media industry, its history, its evolution, and its potentially shaky future. And not wait, B-Man, let's get into it. Okay, Juzzy Boy, so let's take a look back at the makeup of Australia's media industry because there are quite a few formats. We're talking print, mm-hmm. radio, TV, and internet slash streaming. Let's take you back to the early days. Australia's first newspaper was the Sydney Gazette, which began in 1803. Australia's first radio broadcast began in 1923. I take you to 1956 when New South Wales and Victoria were introduced to television. This emblem that you've just seen is tonight the symbol of a historic occasion. The opening of the National Television Service, which of course is your television service. Then it was time for some new players, the cable TV competitors. That'd be Foxtel, Optus, Ozstar and Co. And by 2005, approximately 25% of Australian households had pay TV services. The main provider, of course, was and still is Foxtel. Bless those Saturday and Sunday morning Simpsons <laughs> marathons on Fox 8. Gotta love that. But Brett, almost in an instant, it all changed. Enter the streaming services. Yep, Netflix, the OG streaming service, was released in Australia in March. 2015. But just prior to Netflix's release, Stan, which was an Australian streaming service, was launched in January 2015. Now, Brett, by mid-2016, the number of Australians with access to some form of pay TV, which includes streaming, was greater than those without. And Jazzy Boy, by June 2021, Australians had 42 million (laughs) streaming platform subscriptions. And the average household has 4.3 platform subscriptions each. All right, Jazzy Boy, so let's just get a lay of the land in the print and radio world right now. Okay, when it comes to print and radio, there are two giant firms that dominate mass media in Australia. We've got Nine Entertainment and we've got News Corp Australia. And for free-to-air TV, there are obviously three major commercial TV networks. We've got the Nine Network, we've got Seven Network, and we've got Network 10. And of course, in the streaming space, we've got Netflix, we've got Disney+, Plus, we've got Foxtel, Stan. They've all continued to grow since entering the market. Now, since the competition for media attention has become so fierce over the last few years with cashed up global tech players in the mix, Australia's media industry has been pushing for regulatory change effectively to protect their businesses which have been majorly challenged. Now Jazzy Boy, recently two major issues have continued to rear their heads in Australian media. Talk me through them. Well one, we've got anti-siphoning laws and two, we've got the news media bargaining code. The anti-siphoning laws basically regulate media companies access to significant lives sporting events. This means that sports like the Olympics, Mm -hmm. the AFL, rugby league, cricket, they must be available on free-to-air TV. And while this is great for the public Mm -hmm. and the TV networks, Australia's most popular sports are actually urging the federal government to ease these laws. And why is that? Essentially, the restrictions reduce competition and prevent these sports from gaining larger sums of money in the crazy Mm auction-like environment. Okay, so that's anti-siphoning. But what about the news media bargaining code? Well, in 2020, Jazzy Boy, the news media 
Collective Bargaining Code was introduced and this was a very big moment and very unique to Australia, actually. Go on. Well, it was largely about fairness between big tech companies Mm -hmm. and the media organisations that produce news. Essentially, big tech companies like Meta and Google, they were using and still do use content produced by media companies to drive engagement on their platforms. But the news outlets reckon Facebook and Google are kind of freeloading. They're not doing any of the tough work, but they're gaining all of the benefits. And after a lot of toing and a bit of froing and a bit of flexing, <laughs> Google and Meta agreed to pay millions to large media outlets for news content made available on their tech platforms. And Brett, the big plays in the media industry are so competitive and so protective because there's actually a lot to protect. In 2021, Justin, total ad revenue in the media market reached $19.7 billion, according to PwC. And the market's largest segment is still TV ad revenue, which was $4.3 billion for the year to June 2022. So it makes sense that key news and media publications are pushing so hard. Okay, B-Man, so let's chat about the future. Where is this industry headed? 2022 was one of the hardest years ever for traditional TV companies, and it's only expected to get worse in 2023. That's as the ad market continues to slow down, and this transition to streaming has wreaked havoc on the business models of major media companies. So, Brett, in 2023 in Australia, the media industry will be very interesting for a number of reasons. One reason, advertising is still the way most media companies generate revenue. If the ad market continues to fall, it will limit how much media companies can pay for key broadcast rights. Number two, the news bargaining code that we discussed before will open up its negotiations again during 2023. And Meta, aka Facebook, will almost definitely want out of those media deals. But media companies, well, they're likely to do all they can to renew these agreements. So, Jazzy Boy, tell me, how would we summarise the state of play for Australia's media industry? Today, most traditional media giants are kind of in limbo. They're desperately trying to make the most of what's left in their TV businesses while also investing in their new expensive streaming services. Many streaming platforms have introduced an ad-supported streaming tier, and that's basically a way to lure more subscribers. So, everything is slowly kind of (laughs) becoming the same thing. A fight for the best content and the largest audience, but now largely supported by ads as well as subscriptions. Mm. Fluxfam, we hope you enjoyed this week's Summer Slices. On Monday, we've got our last Summer Slice. And then we are back and better than ever with more bite-sized business news for 2023. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on Monday.